Hey, it is the Man Fuse Podcast. Ben H., my co-host, real estate man. I'm out here. I am Kay Lee, your host and audio producer. So today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we're going to give you a dose of some no-bullshit motivation from the billionaire Dan Pena. And we're going to also talk about this podcast panel I was on and some of the realizations I had during the panel. Ben calls it the accumulation effect. Here we go. A little weekly motivation, if you would. I would. Now, and it's from one of our friends. Well, he's not a friend. I wish he was a friend. He should be a friend. His favorite word is fuck. His second most favorite word is cunt. Damn. Harvard just came out with a study, 40-year study, that, that uh, high-performance people swear more. 40 fucking years! <laughs> high-performance people swear more. Are you shitting me? So if you don't know, that's Dan Pena. Dan he, Pena. He is a billionaire, and he grooms other billionaires i've been wanting to go to his castle retreat oh yeah that looks pretty dope i want to go there and get cussed out <laughs> exactly we're going back i'm mr pena to you this is Addison. we're gonna go back to when we yeah used a lot this of is at the castle i think i'm not dan yeah he's not I'm dan you're not dan and he's definitely not fucking I'm Danny. Mr. Pena. so that's how you refer to me now and the reason i did that back in the 90s from 93 to about 2005 ish is because familiarity breeds contempt you may understand intellectually what those words mean right now. But by the time this motherfucker's over, you're going to really understand it. Because to me, you're just a fucking number. He's a black number. He's a female number. And I could put a bullet in your fucking head and not even lose one microsecond of sleep. <laughs> I don't want to be liked. I want to be effective. And everybody in this room, some lesser, some of you greater, want to be liked more than you want to be effective because you're a fucking pleaser. Because your parents were cunt pleasers and your grandparents were cunt pleasers. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. Oh I, I, I think we're going to go down a pain your hole. The basic yeah. difference between me and everybody that comes to the seminar is I had an alpha male dad that beat the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> and I've lived my life spare the rod, spoil the child. When I grew up, there's a saying six and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. <laughs> now the world's the opposite. Kids commit suicide over Facebook being disliked or whatever the word is. And that was certainly not what the regimen or the protocol was when I was growing up. My dad taught me in between beatings, it's not what they say to you, son. It's how you interpret what they say to you. Ooh, I like that. And it stood me in good stead these 76 years because I've certainly had a lot of shit and I've endured a lot of crap and my share of beatings. But for whatever reason, at a young age, my father was able to convince me that um, it's how you interpret it. Every time I got beat up, which wasn't that often, but well, there must be some good in this, you know, and <laughs> silver lining and a cloud and all that horseshit. But then there's you. You fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> One more. But I am recommending for you to man up. Thank you. Everybody in this room can man up. That's right. And the gals, if you man up just a little, <laughs> it's more effective than the guys. <laughs> and women have an advantage in this program which I think is un bloody unfair. I'm considering taking it to the world court, actually, that the women have uh, easier in this program because women get away with shit. They just do. A woman can sound stupid at a closing, and the fucker still closes. You sound stupid at a closing. Oh, we got to re-examine the paperwork. Everybody understand what I just said? They can fuck it up at the closing and still get closed. And then they, they bat their eyelashes, or better yet, when they can produce a tear. <laughs> When we're off the camera, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm so fucking honest and I don't lie, uh, which she alluded to. I mean, there's a reason. And it's Pavlov's dog. I like Pavlov's dog. I can't even think about, because I know what happened to me once before. And even though I know it can't happen again, just the thought of it happening again to me keeps me honest. That's why I wanted to go mano a mano with the devil. I'd tear his fucking juggler out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Dan Pena, check him out on Instagram, check out his website. While it's funny, it's raw, and it's honest. It's almost too honest. He's one of my favorite guys. I really like him. I've listened to him for a long time now, and he's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, if you're inspired by that, great. If you're not, 
Oh, well. Here, I got a good one. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, the high-performance people, the kids that are on the Hall of Fame, my Hall of Fame, have four or five characteristics. I'm going to name just two or three of them. Number one, they give up social media, unless they're selling on it. Number two, they work at a standing desk. Number three, they have a treadmill under the desk, and they go at four kilometers an hour. Number four, they work out three to five times a week between 30 and 60 minutes a day. The last thing is they make all their employees, their family, their wife, their kids, their parents accountable. Mom, is this an important call? I'll talk to you over the weekend. Thanks, Mom. Click. So I wanted to give you an update. A couple things going on. So on Friday, I attended my first podcast panel. Oh, nice. As an expert? As an expert. Nice. I sat up there in front of about 60 business women. I was one of two or three wieners that were in the room. I was able to bring on two other female experts. One of uh, them, a VP of marketing for Pioneer and the Burt Show, Cassie Young, who is a fucking expert. Yeah. She is I was very confident up there with her next to me. Yeah. And then Abby Murphy, who's one of the co-hosts on The Burt Show, who has a very successful podcast called The Breakup Breakdown. So between the three of us and our moderator, we sat up there and our moderator, might I add, owns a company that is offers similar services to what Manfuse Productions offers as far as post-production podcast launching. He has spoken at a couple of the podcast conventions or conferences, and so I guess he was hired to be the moderator. Nice. So we sat up there with some hard-hitting questions, and we delivered expertise at its finest. I love it. Now, it was really funny to me, and it was kind of monumental in a sense, because I kind of forgot how the whole thing led to me being invited and asked to speak in the first place. Yeah. So when I showed up, I wasn't thinking about that. I'd kind of forgotten. Right. Like, how am I even here? Because this was like a month and a half ago. Right. And I put it together. And so, and I was asked a question about, so if you're doing a podcast and you want, what are some important things about getting people to interview and about doing this and that? And the microphone got handed to me and I pretty much summed up most of anything that gets you what you want. Right. I got the mic and I said, listen, the most important thing Mm. that you can do to Mm. get whom you want, Mm -hmm. what you want, when you want, is three letters. Ask. Mm. Ask. Yes. Ask. Ask. Ask again. Yeah. And then if you don't get a response, ask again. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get a response, guess what? Don't give up. Ask again. And as I said that, not as slow and not as cocky. I'm cocky now, though. Yeah. Because it worked. Because it did work. One of the ladies in the back of the room says, excuse me, so everybody could hear. And her name is Amy Matthews. Okay. Amy Matthews owns a marketing agency called AMI. Nice. And she goes, I just want to point out to everybody in this room that the podcast panel that you see before you right now is because Kaylee cold called me. Ooh. And asked. Dang. And now, besides him bringing these experts to the table to educate you, right, which is what he has done, we are now continuing our conversation about doing business together. Wow. And I was like, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get up in pelvic thrust. It wouldn't have been appropriate. It wouldn't have been that. professional. Right. And I'm sitting there and I got, I got on a button up shirt. My tattoos are showing. I got my legend hat on. It says legend across the bill. I had a button up, short sleeve, but yeah. I wasn't in a sports coat. No. I didn't have my man purse. And I mean, we crushed it. And one of the other things that kind of came out that Cassie, of course, had tons of knowledge to share, but it was about just starting and not stopping, right? And it was about, you know, it's like, how are you, you know, measuring your numbers 
and and I looked at everyone in the audience because you know downloads. Everybody thinks downloads is is what makes it successful. And I looked at everyone in the room and I said, everybody in here, if you're a business owner, guess what? I got good news for you. You've already done the hard part. If you have clients that are feeding your business and your family and your kids, and you have built a business around clients and a service or a product, you have already done the work. You have a built-in audience. It's different if you are starting a pop culture. It's different than this podcast. Mm -hmm. Because even though we are here to entertain and we're here to provide perspective and we get enjoyment from doing it, we are still... We don't have a business built for years of an audience, right? right? Everything is up to this point we've built. We started with zero. We didn't have an audience. That's right. We didn't have a business to market to. We didn't have a business to educate. To. Right. And so I said, you guys have already done the hard part. Now you just need to educate them. Educate them on why they should continue spending money with you. Absolutely. Why they should continue to seek your advice, 100%. your knowledge, your expert tutelage, all that. That's right. I thought that was pretty powerful, too. It was very powerful. Did you garner some of your energy from the spirit of Dan Pena when you were up there? Oh, my God. If I would have been funny, if I would have, I probably would have been removed. Yeah. But it was really cool because... I was like, yeah, you're right. I did cold call Amy. And yeah. and Amy even said, she was like, I normally don't answer the phone. And I just happened to answer the phone that day. Well, you know, and the interesting thing about direct marketing is what I like to call it. Because that's... I call it gorilla. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, when you say cold calling, people go... <sighs> well, they t- most people won't do it. And that's good news for anybody who's brave enough to commit to that as a long-term strategy. And notice I said long-term strategy because it's something that creates, it's the reason why direct marketing works is mainly one principle and it's called the accumulation effect. Say it again, Ben, say those words again. The reason why direct marketing and, or let's say the bad word, cold calling. <laughs> the reason why it works, it's a long-term strategy. So it's the accumulation effect, meaning that the more people you talk to, the more people you're going to find, the more inquiries you're going to get. It takes serious fucking balls. You better believe in what it is that you're calling someone about if you're just going to sit there and call people. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And if you really believe in what it is that you're doing and you really believe you can help people, then aren't you doing the public a disservice by not calling them? Absolutely. So then what does that make you? A coward? I should start saying God told me to call you today. Yeah, I mean, it makes you a fucking bitch-ass pussy. If you're actually really good at what you do, you have something great to provide, and you're not willing to just call whoever and offer it to them. Are you scared to offer what it is that you are proposing to sell? You should be able to offer your shit to anybody. Elon Musk, I'll offer it to him. Anybody it should fucking make sense to, right? And yet people don't believe in themselves or they don't believe in their product or service. And so they're afraid to talk to people about it. Because here's what happens when you believe in what you do, when you believe in what you say, when you really do have something of value to offer people. How many fucking bullshit calls do you get? Do you get a lot? When I do, I mean, they're the worst. It's the worst. I I mean, I wish someone would call and sell me that's good. Exactly. Have you ever gotten a fucking good one? The the dude who we talked about at a pest control guy that came to the door. He was great. I would give him a 10. And it's remarkable. He almost had me. And you'll remember him forever. Uh, I swear. You probably regret not signing up. I dream about him. I wish he'd come back and talk to me some (laughs) more. You wish he would follow up. Yeah, I would. If he followed up. I would still wouldn't do it right now. Well, you might. Now, he might be able to talk. He almost got me. I, I mean, you I was close. I was. He, if he would have just kept pushing, 
but I wasn't receptive to the push anymore. But I mean, I had to pretty much cut it off because I'm like, dude, I'm not going to buy from you. It's well, good. No. Your points are great. You make sense. You're a sexy man. Dude, Young, strong. There, there's the only limitations on what you do are between your ears and with your action. You know, there's so much opportunity everywhere in every vertical there's a shitload of opportunity, but there's a lack of people who are willing to go out. At why is it that everybody just wants to hide behind a fucking desk? I don't get it. Like, what good does it do? Like, what well, is same. a salary anyways? Like, it's just securing. Yeah, like it's. It's a like, false sense of security. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hundred percent commission. Have been for the last twelve fucking years. Okay, I get it. There's months I don't make any money. You know what I mean? And then there's months I make a fuck ton of money. But with that being said, I can't understand why someone would take a fraction of what they could get to just show up and do the bare minimum and wear like, you know, comfortable. You know, everything's supposed to be so comfortable. I mean, this fucking new world order has created a bunch of fucking pussies. Out of all of us, it has. Your pussy meter has gone... Absolutely. Everybody's become more of a bitch in the last 10 years. I guarantee it. If our great-grandparents could see us now and be like, you're a soft bitch. Yeah, exactly. It takes balls to actually become less of a bitch these days. You have to fight the woke. Yeah. You got to fight this whole woke-topia bullshit you got to zone out the narrative you got to zone out media you got to zone out social media you got to zone everything out and be willing to ignore everything what people are saying about you just to focus on what it is you believe and what is it that you believe you know i mean i had a friend i've got a friend that's been trying to get into the real estate game with me for some time now and he keeps showing up and then he goes away and then he shows back up and then he goes away and then he shows back up and then he goes away. And I'm like, when, when are you going to fucking kick it in gear? Like, what is it that you believe about this? And you know what he told me? He said, well, I'd tell you, I'm freaked out by the economy, the stock market, interest rates are high. They're going to be higher. Everything, you know, your business is down. Everybody's business is down. So do nothing. Fantastic. Good. Good, <laughs> Good motherfucker. Good. Good. But what are you going to do? Not do anything? So I'm just going to do... Think about it. I'm, I'm just, just going to think. I'm scared. I'm just going to think. Yeah, I'm just going to hang out and be afraid of the boogeyman. And I understand that. I really do. I don't. It's easy to be afraid of the boogeyman. Well, it's easy to not do action. It's easy to sit by and it's easy to think and overthink about if you're a thinker, chances are, you know, we talked about it before. We would rather have doers. I have to have doers. I can't have thinkers. And uh, it's, you're going what? You're just going to sit down and think about how bad it is for everyone right now well, and not do anything? Because if you do, chances are it's going to become worse oh, in your own personal life. It's the human consciousness that creates recessions. Policy creates movement in the marketplace, right? So policy creates higher interest rates, for example, right? But guess what? A higher interest rate is one thing, but what if the prices are down? So there's always something, but it's the, the psyche. It's the idea that things are getting worse, that creates things getting worse. Whatever it is that you think about is what you get. So what you think about most is who you become, is what your life becomes. And no one said that better than good old Earl Nightingale in his golden voice. Oh, Earl. Earl, talk to us. Tell us about the inspirational things that you say. Tell us it's going to be okay. Tell us to work for just one more day and not to be dismayed. Whoa, are you right? Is this a poem? And, and then we could get laid. 
Oh, okay. No, I, you know, I kind of made that up. That wasn't Earl. <laughs> well, that was beautiful. And anybody listening should throw some money in your tip jar. But there is <clears throat> something that I would like to play from Earl. Now, while this has long been known by the most successful people of the world, it seems to have escaped the great majority. The secret is to get and hold fast in your mind the mental image of the person you would most like to be. Then in every situation you act and talk as you feel that person would. You make the kind of decisions you think that person would. Day by day, you'll grow into the image you hold in your mind. If you doubt this, try it for 30 days and watch what happens. You've got nothing to lose. The, the time is going to pass anyway. Why not put it to work? Becoming the person you most want to become. Now, while this has long been known by the most successful people in the world, again. it seems to have escaped the great majority. The secret is to get and hold fast in your mind the mental image of the person you would most like to be. Then, in every situation, you act and talk as you feel that person would. You make the kind of decisions you think that person would. Day by day, you'll grow into the image you hold in your mind. If you doubt this, try it for 30 days and watch what happens. You've got nothing to lose. True, the time is going to pass anyway. Why not put it to work? Becoming the person you most want to become. As it pertains to what we were talking about, we came up with this idea for a production company, which is really an extension of what you already do anyway. So it wasn't... In a, in a, on a, yeah, on a certain level, yeah. But you, all of a sudden, that lit a fire that illuminated a room in the house in the palace of your brain that you'd never been inside of before oh it's like a womb of comfort and all of a sudden you were like yes this does make sense and this is what i'm going to do about it i am going to call people it's one, of, one of the things right but i'm going to talk to people about this i'm going to put it out there and as a result of doing that, you ended up on this expert panel, and now you're getting ready to land this big marketing company. It's awesome. It's amazing. And it's a testament to what Earl just said. You got to imagine the person who you would most like to be and then start acting like that person. Yes. Thank you. Otherwise, what are you doing? Rotting. Well, you know, well, we're all rotting, but you're spinning in your head about how you could have done this or you could have done that or you should have done this or you should have done that or I'm worried about the future. You know, I don't have on, enough money coming in or or this person was mean to me and I got to go see him and and whatever the case is, like you're thinking about these things. Just act like the person you want to become. Act as if you have to be before you are and you have to see before you can be. That's right. You got to see it, baby. You got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see You have it. to. It's good shit. I think that, I mean, there's a lot to take away from all that that was just said. And it's true. It's, it's simple. It really is. But there again, the main ingredient is action. Yeah. Because with no action, no. you're stagnant. Yeah, you're not moving matter. forward. We're basically moving backwards. That's right. Because if you're not moving forward, you're moving back. If you're yeah. not second, if you're not first, if you're not, what is, what is a there is no second place. Well, if you're not on the incline, you're on the decline. Thank you. There's no even. Right. There's no flat. And as far as, you know, you got to see it, it's like we don't look in the rear view. We look in front of us when we're driving, right? I mean, Absolutely. we glance, we, we reflect, okay, I could have done that better and I'm going to do it better right now. That's right. where I'm on my way. So something birthed as an exercise. And the reason I'm telling... And sharing this is not to brag, and I don't know that anything will come of it. But back in the day, so there was a transitional time in my life where I went from body piercer to real estate agent to psycho tattoo to business owner. And then I stopped being a body piercer. But the reason I went and got my real estate is because I knew I wasn't going to be a body piercer forever. It wasn't that. It just wasn't going to provide the life that I knew I right. wanted. Granted, I could open up shops all over the world, but I saw that as being a nightmare. But piercing at the time was such a trend. And I hot. literally got in. And I was one of factor in making it 
such a big trend because I was installing like by the hundreds a week and the shop I was at was one of the biggest in Georgia. When I left and I got out at the right time, the numbers, more shops, less people doing it. It's, you know, people are still doing it, but it's just, it's not shocking anymore. Tattoos on people aren't shocking anymore. That doesn't mean people aren't getting tattooed, but the shock value is over. And with piercing, shock value was a big driver, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, you know, oh, I got my tongue pierced. You'd see someone flicking their tongue barbell against their teeth, yeah, you know, you showing it off. I got my tongue pierced. You'd be, oh, that dude's got his tongue pierced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I knew it wasn't what I wanted. And I was reading books, some of them business, some of them self-help because I was wanting to grow, right? Right. And one of the exercises, I don't remember who, what book it was that inspired me to do it, but it was, you know, you're only six people away from whoever you want to meet. Right. And it was about setting up mentors. And I've always been good at creating mentors and picking out people and learning from them. They might not be my mentor in all areas because someone might be great in business and they might be a dirt bag as a person. That's right. And I'm not going to model my marriage based on theirs. Right. But their business sense is really, I see, is valuable. Yes. So I believe I will accept their knowledge and wisdom uh, in that area. Right. Um, that doesn't make them the best person all around. So one of the exercises I chose to do is I chose to go big. I chose to go so fucking big, in yeah. my opinion, in my world. Yeah. So I started writing letters to Arthur Blank. Yeah. Not typed letters. I bought the thick. Part is it parchment paper? Yes. And I had my fountain pen and I would draft a letter and I'd put it in one of the parchment envelopes right. and I'd send it to his Falcons headquarters, this building that he built, which was super nice in Buckhead. And so in Atlanta, Georgia, and I started sending him letters, basically complimenting him on his achievements, which yeah. is what you do. Stressing that I wanted to learn, yada, 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 no response. So I kept sending him, kept sending him. It's probably about five in when I got a call from head of marketing for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And she, Mr. Uh, Lee, Yeah, we've received your letters. And unfortunately, Mr. Blank, you know, thanks you and for your kind words. And unfortunately, he doesn't have time in his schedule right now to have lunch with you. Because I expressed, I was like, I would like you to be my mentor. I asked and he said no, but I could hear him and I could, and I didn't accept her. Oh, okay. I asked her more questions. And then I heard this pause and I could hear him in the background giving the answers to her. No way. So I was getting close, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and And I took that as exciting and I said, okay, I understand you'll receive my next letter next week. I think I sent one more and then I, and I didn't give up because of the no, I just got sidetracked and busy, but come current day, that exercise, there's a lot of value in just reaching out to somebody. And it might not be Arthur, but you could be like, I don't give a fuck how, you know, about this super rich asshole. And I'm not calling him, he's an asshole, but I'm just saying it might be somebody else. It might be a a pastor. It might be anybody in your life that you see as a get like that is a get. I want that guy to teach me what he knows and I want it now this past weekend. And I'm going to bring this thing full circle birthed an idea and it has to do with the production company, but it also has to do with an angle. One of our head of sales, Jonathan Sharp, who is helping me build the sales team out. I was at his mom's surprise 70th birthday in Fort Lauderdale over the weekend. And so there were a multitude of people there. One, a, a big jeweler who we're going to be launching a podcast with. But there was this guy named Jeff who was a shoe designer. Jonathan learned had been designing shoes for Steve Madden for the past 15 years. Wow. And in conversation, Jonathan's wheels started turning yeah. and told Jeff of what we were doing. And Jeff, ensured that if we got an email to him, he would personally present it to Steve Madden. Wow. Now, granted, Steve Madden, and I don't know if you know anything about Steve Madden. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, he got, he went to prison for financial crimes. I I watched Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Yeah, it was Jordan Belfort 
that did his IPO. Oh, that's right. I forgot how yeah. it all tied in. If you think about it, it was Jordan Belfort that did the IPO. For right, him. right. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Madden was removed as an executive, as CEO for his own company, thrown in jail, fined. I think he was in prison. It was like, it was white person, rich person prison. You know, it wasn't like he was serving in cell block fucking six or anything. After two years, he got back out and his company's worth, you know, fucking, I don't know how many billions of dollars. Right. And is super successful. But now he's in a different stage of his life. He is a father, I think, of three. And he's got kids that are teens. and Right. He's got people in place in his company now that pretty much handle everything. He gives wisdom and stuff. Yeah. But my sales guy, Jonathan's like, we need to launch him a podcast. Yes. Now, granted, Steve Madden has everything at his disposal. Right. You know, he's got a media team. He's got this. But I doubt anybody has contacted him and specifically asked him to launch his podcast. Now, there could be a number of reasons when we go after businesses. Mm. We're going after, we're asking them to use this podcast or their podcast as a marketing tool that can be repurposed and used to educate their clientele and build new clientele. When I think about Steve Madden and the offer proposition, he probably, that's not the approach. He doesn't need anything. Now, we do have a turnkey podcast solution that we would launch his and edit and do all that, which, because he's not going to learn how to edit. He's not going to learn how to do anything. But what the value of that, as far as a reason to do it, didn't seem like he needs any business help. Right. So the bullet points I would use to contact somebody who is way down lower, who, you know, wants more business. And I'm, and I'm not saying Steve Madden doesn't have wants, but he has everything physically he could want. Well, maybe it's not business that he needs. Probably not. And I'm putting... His wants, I'm trying to be him in like, if I'm going to be approached at this point in my life. He wants legacy. Exactly, Ben. Yes. Exactly. Yes. We have talked about it and came up with a beautiful idea. It's going to be an Emmy Award. I'm just going to say it. I don't care if someone tries to do it, but we're going to do it and it doesn't matter. So, legacy. We've talked about, and we are 89. This is episode 90. We are recording right now. Yes. So we are 10 away from 100. That big 100 episode. Most podcasts, and I'm not, oh, look at us over here on top of the hill. But that is- 100 episodes are massive. Well, we're at 90, but we're close. But we'll hit 100. Right. Most podcasts don't even go past 10. Legacy. And we've talked about it. If we stopped right now, tomorrow, and this episode- was the last and something happened to either of us mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing to think that our kids would have 90 episodes yes. worth of dialogue that's right some funny some serious right some business sense but they would be able to listen to these 90 episodes to look into the window of their father of their yeah of the father but then i started thinking a step further wouldn't it be amazing when Kai, my son, and I'm not here anymore, right. to be like, let me introduce you to your grandfather. Generations of can know. Oh, I love it. And I have, so, and, and it really hit home when I started thinking about this also, because my dad, when my, I called him my poppy. So I had my dad's parents who were my nanny and my poppy. They both lived in Delray Beach, Florida. My grandfather at about 78, 77 started to kind of go blind from macular degeneration. And so he couldn't really see. He could see shadows. Like he could see that someone was there, but he wouldn't be able to focus in on your face. He couldn't drive. He couldn't read anymore. So he's listening to audiobooks. And he had one of those rectangle recorders that you put a cassette in, right? You could yeah. play stuff. But it was a good recorder at the time. And I don't know what inspired him at the time, but he started recording his story on tapes and I don't know how many he did because when he passed away and my grandmother wasn't really able to maintain the home anymore we moved her up here so my dad and my uncle had to go down there and clear out everything my uncle threw away most of the tapes that's horrible my dad found one tape 
And I had already started working at the radio station at this point. And he handed me the tape and said, can you get me? Because who has tape cassette players anymore? Can you get me a digital copy of this? And I remember the radio station, believe it or not, had a tape deck in one of the studios that was linked to the computer so I could press play and then I could play it into the computer while recording it. And it was front and back. And it was my grandfather telling me a small piece of his story about being in the war about how he met my grandmother. And then until there wasn't anything left. And I was like, I even told my dad and I gave my dad the MP3 of it. And I said, I want more, but there is no more because it was trashed. So I started thinking uh, even more. I started going, I'm like, that's right. And I still have that MP3, but how powerful is that to be able? Because it's, we remember when you think of your dad and your mom, and maybe the little bit of time you had with your, or you're maybe in your grandparents. I don't know how much time you had with them. You know, we ended up moving away from New York and then they moved to Florida. So our time, you know, I remember times as a kid, every weekend going over for dinner on Sunday night. But once we moved to Atlanta, I mean, what, maybe 20 times I probably got to like see them right. like on trips. And then when they got so old, it became more scarce. So it's like, like even with my dad, I remember you're going to remember certain moments that were monumental to you right. of things he said. Yes. Some good, maybe some bad. And granted, you might, things might pop up here and there. But how much, you know, life is a series, is like pages in a book, right? So it's like, but how much of that are you consciously going to have at the tip of your brain? So being able to go back and hear the lessons and hear his voice and hear his stupidity and hear is this and here is that. And especially somebody, and my grandfather worked in a sock manufacturer. He wasn't fucking Steve Madden. Right. But legacy. Imagine shooting a commercial. Yeah. Like one that has a dad with their kid on his lap, introducing him to their grandfather that they never met. And then fast forward 20 years and now the kid is a dad with their kid on their lap, introducing them to their great, great grandfather Yeah, and like have a commercial shot in such a way that it almost evokes emotion. Let me show you how corny your great, great granddad's humor was. Oh, she took out his eggplant and yeah. beat it against her face. Like, <laughs> uh, 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 you know what yeah. I'm saying? Whatever it is, but then being serious. But like, imagine that commercial, like by the fireplace or something, or in the car or yeah. something like, hey, today's the day I'm going to introduce you to your grandfather. That's right. This one might not be safe at your age, but right. we'll listen anyway. Doing a commercial like that. I love and it. then be like, branding it exactly like that. Legacy. Yeah. Because that... And it's Matt, our AI guy, said it himself. He's like, it's essentially what the singularity would do. Like, if you could download your consciousness, right? Yeah, right. You had their voice. You had their person, their persona, their traits. Essentially, they would be able to, and will be able to talk to you in that persona. Right. If you put in all those characteristics. Yeah. And even their cadence and their tone and their voice, that would be able to be replicated in the digital realm. But yeah, I just thought legacy podcasts. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And the commercial would be, I want it to be like almost emotion provoking because up until this point, how many people can go and access their deceased parents? Um, you know, it legacy cast. Cast your legacy into the future. Mm, I like that. I like that. I can almost see the commercial, like on the front porch or something like that, and you listening with your kid, and then oh, 20 years it. later, yeah. you, them listening with their kid, and then 20 years later, you know, in 2000. Oh, you know would be cool? Like, okay, so you got the grandpa, right? He's talking. In the background of the story? Well, like the guy's sitting on his lap, and he's got like an iPad or something up. You know what I mean? And you see the picture of them from the perspective of behind the iPad. You see the dad and the son. And then it shows the grandpa. Well, when the grandpa is shown, what happens is that the people watching it change. So then when the camera flashes back to behind the iPad, 
it becomes was the kid as a father now sitting with his kid. Wait, I'm, I'm trying to understand. And it's like the same message, the same cast. The same going. episode is The same go- episode is running. Every time it looks at the episode, the person changes. And then when it comes back out to show the, the people. It's like another generation. It's another generation. Oh, that's Watching good. the same one. Oh, that's And then there's text that says 20 years later or whatever the right, text right. says. Right, right. 20 years later. Mark the change in time. Right. But the cast or the whatever, the legacy cast, stays. it's that same one. That's being watched hundreds of years into the future. Right. And it's done like, and it's 60 seconds of funny, like something like almost serious. Like in that 60 second time that we portray these 60 or 100 years, right? That 60 seconds of B-roll audio that's going is like that introduction. Like I'm your grandfather or or something like that. or, Or my name is this. Right. You know, I was born here. You know, my philosophy on business is this. Yeah. Like imparting wisdom to them. Right. My sense of humor, I love fart jokes. Yeah. I love <laughs> race jokes. <laughs> Those bigoted racists from 100 years ago. It's not even funny anymore. Well, that's right. I love a good N joke, N word oh, no. joke. <laughs> and I like to sit around with my friends and drop the N word like it was no one's business. Oh, could you imagine? The, can you imagine a my parody? My favorite word's cunt. Yeah. Can you imagine a parody of that too? Like it'd just be funny. But dude, I guarantee if we had an ad like that rolling, that would evoke. And so then, put- then comes the conversation really of the unique aspect of it is recording it, but also like there's certain trusts that last perpetually into the future, like corporations, for example, right. Last into the future. So there's a whole aspect of it where it's being set up with hard copies and digital copies that are going to be stored forever somewhere well, yeah, I mean, you know? it's like, you know how these days... But when, that's part of the service is what I'm saying. But these days, it's, you know, to cost to host a podcast and have it available on every platform 24-7 is like nothing. You know how when someone passes away these days, the funeral company puts up a web page. Right. And on that web page, it has the service time and it has video footage and it has MP3 recordings of the speeches that were given. So where people can watch it live if they couldn't be there in person, right? Right, right. And I believe those web pages live forever. I believe you, know, you might have to pay a like, couple dollars a month. But well, it's, it's like, just interesting to think about hundreds and hundreds of years or even thousands of years. You know, it's really interesting to think how much time has passed and the history that we do have because memorializing the present moment is really the only true proof of history. Right. And how is the present moment memorialized? We're doing it right now. You know? Well, I mean, was that memorializing? I mean, we are creating content of this moment right here that people will be able to access and and it might not be podcast might turn into something i mean it might be downloaded into your brain automatically i mean i don't know how it's going to be 20 or 60 years from now yeah no but i i think it's awesome i think it's a great idea i think but to somebody like steve madden the business angle and i'm not saying that that doesn't interest him we could go to freaking like retirement homes and just dominate (laughs) oh i can't wait for that moment I'm just saying for the people like who, you know, and and it doesn't have to be a Steve Madden, but I just use him as the, because he became a target from that moment. I heard we had a lead in to present to him. And I said, you know what? This to me would have this angle and the leaving that, because I think he has three teenage kids he's dealing with that are so, and he's in his seventies or whatever. Right. That is more legacy than the money could ever be. Now, granted, Steve Madden has been in the news and they'll be able to pull up interviews with him and, him and, and, you know, articles. And so there's a lot, but most people don't have that type of public coverage. And that doesn't mean in all those things that you could 
find of him. That's not all of him. Right. And that's just little pieces in time yeah. that he was willing to share or, you know, whatever the media put spin on it or whatever that was. So him being able to sit down and record and leave that to his kids, 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 not to mention the giant amount of wealth and business, but I mean, is huge. Great. I love it. Uh, and I just think that regardless of who you are, you have a story and that story is invaluable That's right. and priceless to the generations of your family that come and not even your family. It could be valuable to generations of people that you don't even know or that are not related to you in any aspect, but the value of it to your direct family is probably more than money could even provide. Cause there's a lot of people who have lost parents, brothers and sisters and best friends that are now memories that have just turned into a couple of monumental moments that you've probably forgotten the majority of the interaction and how that person is. And then you'll be like, you hear something be like, I forgot that motherfucker was like that. You know what I'm saying? Or I, you know, you just forget. Not all the moments are at the, on the top of your brain. That's right. And so being able to access libraries, you know, especially from somebody of that, that talented, who's done so much. I just, I think it's amazing. I love it. Pod, what is that? Cast, what did you call it? Legacy cast. Legacy. Cast your legacy into the future. Cast your legacy into the future. This is for the upper echelon people. Or for anybody, really. For anybody. Right. I mean, I'm thinking of just anybody that wants to leave a message to their loved ones. I mean, especially, I think it's important to do at any point in time in your life. You know, it's a way of, like, journaling. It is. It absolutely is. I mean, you could, you know, a lot of people like myself have a difficult time sitting down and taking five minutes and writing and journaling. Well, we sit down for an hour and talk, which is huge. But I mean, you could do it for the purpose of, you know, talking to your kids. I mean, there's things that you want to talk to your kids about now that you really can't talk to them about because they're not ready to hear it. And like if, they're not old enough. And, like, if, and if by chance you don't get. There's things that I can tell my son right now about him right now. That you wouldn't say to his face because he wouldn't understand it. That I would like to say things to him right now that he can't really wrap his head around. Right. He, yeah. He can't comprehend what the hell you're talking about. Right. He exactly. hasn't lived. He doesn't yeah. know the world yet. That's right. He's in. He's an I could be a. A dinosaur. I, I, could, I could <laughs> like, tell him, I could leave him a message about himself now that he would probably love to hear later. 30, 40, 50 years from now. Well, here's your opportunity, Ben. You know, give it to him. When I'm going to be old. Or or past. And we don't know what the world, we don't know what our future, you well, know, is in store for us. I would just encourage Jack because Jack is just naturally curious he's naturally like many kids curious george he's he's a curious george but but he always he has great courage and bravery whenever he goes up against things i see it come out at him in sports in school that's awesome everything we put in front of him man he just has a way about him where he just steps up to the plate and I know that life can get crazy and you're not always going, you're going to go through a series of winning and losing throughout the rest of your life. But you have to keep that fire inside of you where no matter what's going on, whatever it is that the next thing is that you've got to step up to, step up to the plate with that fire, with that bravery and that courage and that belief that you're going to win or you're at least going to have fun. And even if you don't win, you're going to stand back up. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to say to Jack right now, five-year-old Jack. That's badass. And who's you know, got a birthday, he's about to be six. He'll right? be six. That's amazing. So, And I've noticed that in his fifth year. You know, his fifth year has just been unbelievable. Um, You've seen a lot of growth. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, they, of course, these kids grow like crazy. So yeah. four to five, five to six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my but son. We, but my, we all have a perception of ourselves. And I see him finding the idea of who he is. And that's awesome. That's and, awesome. Good for you, Jack. Yeah. That's a good trait. And that's a good, that's action, baby. Yeah. 
and see that is amazing. Like the the words that you just said in last week's episode, I was bragging on my son Kai yeah. about you know some of the successes he's had in school and how everybody falls in love with the kid. Like women love him, girls love him, yeah. his friends love him, and he's super smart and super talented. Right, he's just like me. <laughs> no, but it's but just, yeah. that that right there. Like who wouldn't want to hear that? like exactly. 10 years from now and be reminded of that and be able to go at times where they're going to be beat down and they're going to be unsure of themselves because every one of us on this earth are even the biggest people. Yeah. yeah even the musks and the, the people that you think have no insecurities whatsoever because they're so good looking or they're so rich or they have everything. They deal with the same shit a poor, ugly motherfucker deals with. Yeah. No one's got it all. No, nobody's got it all, man. I mean, some of my really good friends never have to work a day in their life if, if they don't want to again. And I'm friends with them not because of that. I'm friends with them because we and, – and I'm not in that situation, okay? No, not yet. But, but it's interesting because in many ways, in comparison to their lives – you know, if you really get to know somebody right, and you really get to know their life, you know, hopefully it makes you more grateful for the life that you've carved out for yourself. Yeah. Sure. You know, there's a couple things here or there where you could use more or less. Right. And maybe they've filled in those gaps. But look around you. Look at your friends. Look at your wife. Look at your kids. Look at your life. And, you know... I think we, we all spend a lot of time wishing or who we're going to become or what we're going to do or what the future is going to be like. But man, we're living in the future. In the present moment is the future from the past, you know? And so it's like you kind of have to take a moment and be proud of yourself. And to the point on Legacy Cast, you know, to leave that knowledge because there's no matter how you look at yourself, there's people that look at you and every hope and dream in their life is to create a life like you've created. There's people that look at you like your kids and you're their hero. You're everything. Right. Without you, their life would be completely different. And, you know, so, and that's going to, it's going to all fade. All of it's going to go away. Yeah, everything. Fades. Everything's going to fade. Everything's going to go away. You know, one day this podcast won't even be current. No, it'll, it'll be. It'll just be on the shelf somewhere. It'll, it'll be in, in the uh, cloud. Yeah, it'll be in the cloud somewhere. One day it will. But it will be accessible. But it will be accessible through Legacy Cast. Legacy Cast, <laughs> where it never dies. That's right. Where the legacy never dies. Your legacy is eternal. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> like, hey, uh, we had more stuff to talk about, but we're going to get to it next week. I, I really feel like this this episode. In just explaining that is pretty powerful. It's a good one. It is a good one. If you might have think our last few sucked. That's right. It didn't. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Man Fuse Podcast. 770-744-5227. If you want to enlist any of Man Fuse Production Services, specializing in studio build-out and construction, podcast launching, and just crooning. We're in business. We are rolling. We're in business to make money. We're in business to provide a wonderful service. And we're in business to help you leave your legacy. Legacy. Cast it. Cast your legacy. Manfuse.com. <laughs> Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Hey, thanks for listening to the Manfuse podcast. Please contribute to the show. Join us at manfuse.com or 770-744-5227. Media.